0: Thank you for tuning in to the repairs of the breach podcast. We pray that this message reach repair and restore as our pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God.
1: life, and they were living according to their standards, not God's standards, and they had all their issues that they were trying to find out, so they were trying to each other for to the their issues. Most of the same thing what single people do today. They turn to each other to answer the problem for what they're going through, and single people out there in the world, they don't have a clue. They don't have a clue, and, they, and you're getting your answers from them. They out there in the world, they're not really living better than you. They're just making it appear. They're deceiving you. So I want to help you today, but I'm not going to be dealing with living, living single from their point of view, but from the Bible. There's this war that's going on on the family, and I've told you about it, and we're still with it. And as you try to live single, you got to fight too. You just can't wait and see, okay, that the prayers of the husband and the wife has a couple of children. No, at some point, I want to explain to you, how this thing takes place so that you can see it. But we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rules and authorities in the unseen world. So there's some devils out there that you can't see that's waging war against you. You take it personal because he used somebody's body to manifest through, and you're mad at that person or that friend, but that's not that person or that friend. There's a personality that took over your friend and made them do something silly at the last moment that messed you up and made you offended. Now you took the offense, and now you're in greater damnation because you took the offense. You took it. They offered it. You took it. Now you're mad at them, and you hurt, and now your bitterness gets into them. The Bible says watch out for bitterness because that, if it sprang up, it can defile everything that goes on in your life. So you see how the devil does. He, he, he wants to manifest himself through something. He used somebody else to do it. You pick up the bait. Now you cursed. And God watching the whole thing. Well, God, why don't you do something? Because He said, I gave you the right to do it. Whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind on heaven. You won't do nothing. It's your fault. Don't blame me. Amen? So since you're fighting against the unseen in the unseen world against all these powers and darkness of this world and the evil spirits of heavenly places, you've got to be able to ask God. And I want you all to do this for me today. Ask God, God, open my eyes to spiritual truth. Repeat this after me. Lord, Lord open my eyes, open my eyes to, spiritual to spiritual truth so that I may behold, so I may behold the, wondrous the wondrous thing of your law. Of your law. Lord, Lord I, pray I pray that the eyes of my understanding, of my understanding be, enlightened, be enlightened, that I may know the hope what is the calling of the riches, of the glory, of the inheritance in the saints? You're called out ones. You're set apart ones. Father, I pray now that I might see in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, let it settle in a little bit more because God's opening up your eyes to some more stuff. And now he's going to open up your eyes today to the truth of his word so you might be able to see. Now, we know our foundation of the family. We talked about it, how God blessed them to be fruitful and multiply. I want to be able to give you another image today so you can actually see how this thing works. Brother Lee, could you come up here and help me for a moment? Could you stand right here? Miss King, could you come and stand right here? All right, you stand beside me, you stand on your side, okay? Now, believe for the sake of it, I'm going to ask you to move over just a little bit. Miss King, okay, now, there's enough space for us to be individuals, okay? And God created them, male, female, he created them. So in the spirit realm, God didn't create man until now in the second chapter, okay? But the first chapter, he said he created man in his own image and his So God created him a spirit being. So in this man, watch this, this is what messes up most people. Okay, and I'm still trying to get more, more revelation from it. When God created man, he said, let us make man our own image and our own likeness, so man was made a spirit being. In man is a capacity to be what all God wants him to be, okay? Uh, Sometimes when God said he created everything out of his own kind, well, when he created, let's say a tree, a tree grows up, produces little acorns and everything, and they fall to the ground, another acorn tree comes up. This man was made a spirit man. But when God made this man, he created him the ability to have everything that he needed for life. Okay? He was one with God. Amen? So when he put man in the garden, that's when he said, okay, it's not good for this man to be alone. All one. It's not good. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put man to sleep. And he reached into man and brought out the rib. And he created womb man. Man with the womb. Okay? Okay? So now man is able to fulfill the call of God on his life to produce, reproduce. Okay? This was an intimate time where this woman and this man could be intimate so that they could produce the child. Amen? So watch this. When man in the spirit realm was all one, so was the woman all one. He didn't separate them until later. So, being all one, this man now is seen as a single individual who is able to relate to his God. This man now, understanding his God, his role, now God can say, I can take out of you and create another one of you. But this woman, Miss King, stand over here just for the simple understanding of it, this, he represents God. And and now, not that you, you know. All, right. all, right. all right, make sure we all straight. I Don't want no fighting up in here. All right. You gotta be here with me. So okay. Let, let me handle. It. So 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 since he's representing God, she need to be. Con, con, she need to be have a, a relationship with God where she's all one. Before she's trying to divide herself and become one with somebody else. Most single people have never become one with God. Your relationship with God ain't where it's supposed to be. Your intimacy with God ain't where it's supposed to be, so you look for somebody else to fulfill your intimacy, so therefore you are incomplete but looking for somebody to complete you. Therein lies the problem. Married folks got married because they look for somebody to complete them and they end up competing against them. Fighting for control because you never got complete in him. Single people that are out there right now, are you ready for marriage? If you're not all one with him, you're not ready yet. If you don't have an intimate relationship with God, if you ain't there with God, because God created you for himself. You're his prized possession. So what we've never taught you was how to be all one with God before you go try to find your mate. And some of you right now, you're looking for a mate, but you're not all one yet. I don't care if you're 90 years old. But you're blaming God because you don't have the mate. And God said, but you're not ready yet. You don't know me. All right, you all can be seated. I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll pick back up with you probably next week, all right? <laughs> so keep this in mind as you begin to talk about this. God, man, woman, the child. And at this state that we're living in right now, the foundation that God laid in place is being destroyed. God asks the question, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? What can you do? You're going to sit back and watch this house fall apart? When he said, I've given you the kingdom, I told you to occupy till I come. Whatever you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. And you tell me you don't know what to do? Fix the foundation. Go back to what I told you. Go back to what I, and teach your people, and, and teach your children in the day, in the morning, and noon when they come home school, when they lay down in the bed. Teach them. Teach them that they need to be one with God. How they should handle themselves with God and be all one before they try to find somebody and friend. My son 16 years old and we say, okay, it's all right for you today. No, it ain't right yet. You ain't ready yet. Nope, 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 nope. I take it back. Today, I take it back. You're not ready until you get this relationship right with God because you don't know what you're looking for. And there are all kind of spirits out there that are looking for you to mess up because here you are, you got a mother and a father who knows God and he has to come against you because if he don't, that's foundational seed going to make the way for some other seeds. My son told me, that is always that fourth child who can change everything around. And just so happen, he's the fourth one. New foundation. But anyway, the point is that he has to find out who God is to him before he can present himself to anybody else. What he's doing is listening to everybody else. It's just time for date. They're looking for a time frame to say that when they step into manhood. You're nowhere near ready for manhood. The true man that most of us men don't want to face, even in church, that we have to emulate or be like is Jesus. And the standard is so high that as a man, we don't want to have nothing to do with that. The man was perfect. Who know what to say to a woman and how to say it without damaging you and crushing, edifying, uplifting, and comforting her with just words? We don't know nothing about that. We never had anybody to teach us. So when the true man come along, we didn't. We like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I am undone. So what we have to do is go back and teach the foundation. So here I am today, teaching you the foundation, Miss King. Get ready, because I want to show you some people in the Bible who were single. Now, if my PowerPoints are not right, it's Rosalind's fault. So <laughs> I blame it on her. All right, Miss King, let's start reading. There's some single people that were in the Bible, and let's see who some of them were. Go ahead.
0: John the Baptist, Jesus, Paul, and Timothy were single. Mm. Jesus spoke about eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 19, 12. And Paul even called Celibacy, a gift from God. Hey.
1: Celibacy.
0: The ability to abstain from
1: sex is a gift from God. Can you imagine somebody having a gift, but because of the society and putting pressure on them, they still want to try to do something? But you got the gift, so you're going to force yourself out of a gift because of what everybody else is doing. Jesus talked about there are three types of people, some who were born that way, some who were made that way, and some who chose to be that way. When you were born that way, you don't even have a desire to get married. You don't, you, 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 it's just you want to serve the Lord, and that's it. You ain't got time for it. And nowadays, when somebody grew up like that, they're going to call you gay. They're going to say something wrong with you because you're not after that. You have. You were born with this gift. You didn't even ask for it. It was yours from, the, from birth. But anyway, no Christian is single. all one, alone. No Christian. Should be or is. Why? Because you got God. That's where you were created. You were never created without God. So to be all alone is a problem. To be all one, not a problem. But guess what? How you look at single life creates the problem for you because you're looking at it from the world standard. And that's what we messed up in. We think that they're having so much fun being single. And I showed you that picture. It's like they were having fun, but all those kids had issues. Okay, all right. I was watching TV and I heard this this logo, this thing go up come out. Uh, mature singles. And they were showing mature, they were showing they mature singles, but they were like they was engaged in, in in trying to get intimate with one another. They was you know dating and you know they was having food and they was doing this and they was doing that and. And I'm like, okay, but these are mature singles. Let me see what the Bible says about mature singles. Miss King.
0: Matthew 9, 19, 12. But Jesus said not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. Oh, hold on.
1: <laughs> singles, when you're really mature, you are ready to live a, a married life. If you're not mature in him, you're not ready to live a married life. There's some benefits to it, but there are more benefits to being single. Keep reading, Miss King.
0: It requires a certain aptitude and grace. Mm.
1: A certain aptitude of grace, a certain gifting, a certain calling. All right? If you're going to live a, as a mature Christian, single Christian, that's going to take some growth in you. Okay? I'm going to get there. Keep going. Read, Ms. King.
0: Marriage isn't for everyone. Uh-uh. Uh-uh.
1: Uh-uh. Now, what if you are the one of the ones that marriage is not for? Well, everybody else got a mate. Well, I can't have one. I'm not saying you can't. But if you're satisfied with being you, don't let the world or anybody else force you to be married. Because if you don't have this special gift, if you don't have what it takes, you won't stay. And if you're not all one, marrying somebody is not going to make you complete. Two broken vessels ministering to the broken vessels. So we paint a picture that's not true. We're trying to paint that single people are boring, that they're useless, and they shouldn't be there. something wrong with them when they ain't got a husband by the age of 70, 80 years old. What if they just chose to serve God? Oh, here's the problem. We don't know why single life is important. But therefore, when I tell you about today, you might say, well, you know what? I don't want to be married. I don't want to be single either. Well, there's no other place for you. Because single life carries some requirements, and single life is not what you think is all, all, all to be. Because, see, the world has you living to their standard. God called you to live to his standard. The world did not create you. God did. So the problem come in when you try to live like the world, when your creator made you.
0: Keep reading. Some from birth seemingly never give marriage a thought. Others never get asked or accepted, mm. and some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons.
1: He just gave you three categories that people not married that they fall into. Some never even gave marriage or thought. They were just born that way, they didn't care about getting married. They didn't want to be married. They were okay being like they were. And you might say, Pastor, that's me. Okay, well, let's define you through Scripture to make sure that that is you and that you are aligning yourself according to Scripture. Listen to me. If you're not going to align yourself to Scripture, you don't stand a chance against the world. The world is full of deception. And if you don't line yourself up with the truth, you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth will make you free from all, set you free from all that bondage that's out there in the world. Because the world keeps showing you videos and clips and this and this and that, and next thing you know, you begin to form your opinion based on what you saw. But the Bible said be careful what you see. The world's always trying to give you a vision of what they want you to be like and what you think the Christian life or the single life or whatever life you live living is all about. Okay. And some has never been asked to get married. They wait and they want to, but ain't nobody never asked them. And that may be you. I want to be married. I have a desire, but nobody asked me. Now, that's the one that really needs to understand oneness in God because you have some desires, and God wants to show you how to handle those desires. But if you've been feeding yourself on the world, those desires could be lustful, and you want to get married just so you can have some sex. Yeah, clear your throat again on that one. All right, keep reading, Miss King. I'll get to it.
0: But if you're capable of growing into the largeness of marriage, do it. Single people, if you're capable of
1: growing into this marriage thing, you can do it. If you're capable of it, don't step into marriage if you ain't ready. You did it because your friend got married. You did it because you got pregnant where well, you shouldn't have been having sex in the first place, but anyway, you did it. Okay. So now, that, uh, Hold on. Oh, Lord. I just felt a wave go. Did somebody just throw water all over me? I just felt it. Come on. Alright, listen. I'm trying to help you. I'm not fussing. I'm trying to get the truth into you so you can make a decision. If you don't want to know the truth, you're in the wrong place. I'm going to tell you the truth, even if it hurts me. Okay? So let's grow up. Let's mature. Let's handle this thing. Let's know the truth, okay? There's no need of waiting on God to judge you because you didn't know the truth. When you go out there and break the law, you traveling down this street at 70 miles an hour. I didn't know it was 45. Ignorance is no excuse. So I'm just trying to help you, help you. Amen? All right, so so don't get mad. And every time I walk to read the screen, don't run out. <laughs> Stay put. You need this. You need this, all right? Ushers, ask them where they're going, give them a hall pass so they're going to the bathroom, and then they gotta bring that hall pass back or they can't go out that door. Alright, here we go. The single life. Miss King. Living the single at 20 is
0: very different from from being single at 30, 40, or 60. There are differences. Some have never married, while others are divorcees, widows, or widowers. Some have chosen to be single and are basically content. Others long to be married and feel frustrated.
1: Okay, now there's some categories up there you might fall into. Whether you're 20, 60, I shouldn't put 80, and 90, because some of us are blessed to get 80 and 90 years old in here. God bless your heart, amen? And I find out that age does not necessarily stop your desire for wanting to be intimate or have sex. 80, 90-year-old men trying to find Viagra. Because they never answered that oneness that was in them, so they never, 80 years old, and it's still there because they never fulfilled it, being one with him. Your mind is still telling you that you you can do it, but your body's saying, Really? But your mind is still telling you because your mind is so strong. And your mind knows that you never fulfilled this intimacy with God, and there's something still missing. Even though you're 80 years old, there's still something missing. And you go around folks scared of you to come around their kids. Because they can't trust you little rascal. Sit down somewhere. I'm sorry. Let me stop. Let me go back. All right. That's how we get confused. These these old men just hadn't dealt with what was in them and they never became one with God. So that spirit is still operating in them of lust. That spirit who has no age to it still feel like he can do it because he's possessing that body. But that body ain't going. The mind is still there but the body just but that spirit just needs a place to rest. Okay. Are your eyes open? Are you hearing me? You understand what I'm saying? Okay, let's keep going. All right. Genesis chapter 28, verse uh, 18. Miss Cain.
0: Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him.
1: Watch this. Watch this. God said it's not good for man to be alone. Okay. All one. All right. I will make a helper who is just right for him. If you're married, she is just right for you. Now, she may be incomplete. She may have her faults. She may have never been one with God, but she's just right for you because it's going to make you grow up. Amen. Most men marry because they just felt like they had to. And there ain't too many of them that was out there searching. Let me go find my wife. Unless they didn't got old enough. But in their 20s and their 30s, they lived a single life. When I got married, what, 27? Got married 27. I wasn't looking for a wife. I was looking for intimacy. When I should have found it in him, I didn't have a relationship with him like that. I didn't know that. When I thought intimacy, I thought sex. So I was twisted based on the world. Because they told me intimacy was sex. Because it was a good word. sounded pretty good to me. Sounded educated. Sounded high society. Sounded like something I wanted to be. Intimate. So I thought it was sex. So I went out there trying to find it and go through whatever women you want to go through, and you couldn't find it. It wasn't there. My description, my definition of it was wrong. And intimacy is 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 an up-close-and-personal relationship. I wouldn't want to be up-close-and-personal. I want to get what I wanted, and you can go go somewhere else. The problem that we have with singles today is that there's this lady who wants to be married. Sometimes there's a man who wants to be married, but the problem is that they want to try it out first. They want to sample it. You know, you go, you want, you go, you know, you want to go and Baskin and got his flavor. You ask, can, can I sample that one? Well, this is not how that works. And we're going to talk about that because sex is a sealing of something, of a covenant, to make you one. To make you one. So whatever he got, that's what you got. Whatever she got, that's what you got. It becomes one. And we're going to talk about this. This passage of Scripture may make you assume that adults will have a heifer or a mate. And that there's someone for everybody. And there's something wrong with you if you don't have that somebody in your life. All because of this scripture, it is not good for man to be alone. Well, what about the fact that Jesus, Paul, John the Baptist, all of them were single? Something wrong with Jesus then, huh? Something definitely wrong with John the Baptist. Paul, you know he had, he was up one minute and down, so you know hit something. Really? We believe in the lie of the world. What if you're born with this gift? What if you have this gift? Or what if you just made a decision? I'm not gonna mess with the married life because I'm not ready yet. Can you be okay? Why can't society accept you being single? Why society has to dictate to you and say something wrong with you? Because you 40. And you ain't married, something something. What well, you something you messed up some kind of way. What? Because all the world, everybody in the world, nobody really wants to live the single or is living the single life and being put on TV living the single life. When they finally get it together, you know what they do? They put you on single once on life once you get married. Then they'll show you the Stephen Curry's. They'll show you those folks like that, but they want to advertise them. And when Stephen Curry messes up, or if he messes up, hopefully he don't. Oh, he's gonna be all over the news. So the world don't want you to see God's plan for your life. What's the goal of a single then, Pastor?
0: Here we go. But I wish everyone were single, just as I am, yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind of an or another. All right.
1: Now some of y'all would just say, uh-uh, no, don't, don't speak that on me. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. The devil is a lie. Uh-uh. I break that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I come against that. Paul, don't be speaking in my life. Don't speak this over me. Paul said, I wish everyone was single. There must be something deep that he understands that we don't understand. Why are you going to wish that on me? Now, married folks, even though you're married, I still want you to get this because you still need to have a relationship with God that's single. That may be the problem in your marriage. You're not single with God. You're not complete with him. You're not happy with God. If you're not happy with God, then who can you be happy with? Come on. If God can't make you happy, you're in some serious trouble. Most people marry America, they ain't happy with God, so they turn to a mate, and you expect this mate to make you happy when God couldn't? Something is wrong with your thinking. Someone has bewitched you. All the counseling I have to do, if you just get one with God and be happy with you, then you'll find out that now you got something to offer this individual who ain't happy with themselves. Because now you can point them to your God. Yeah. Hallelujah. One oh, thing I want to sneeze around me in a minute. Go ahead, Miss King. Read verse 8. <laughs>
0: So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried. Oh,
1: wait a minute.
0: Read that again, Miss King. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried, just as I am.
1: Mm. Now, now you hear that? Now, I know you don't want to hear it. You don't even want to read it. Why ain't y'all taking pictures of this slide? (laughs) You've been taking pictures of all those slides, but you ain't taking no pictures of that. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. You don't want to take a picture of this one? What's wrong with this one? <laughs> it's still a word. If you're unmarried and widows, being you're divorced or your husband's gone be with the Lord or whatever, it's better to stay unmarried. Whew. This word can get heavy on. Didn't no man write this book. They took all this stuff out. Okay? This has to be God. Keep reading, Miss King.
0: But if they can't control themselves... They should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust.
1: Oh, so Paul's saying, I wish that you remain single. But if you can't control yourself, you know what he's talking about. (laughs) If you can't control yourself, if you just got to go get you some, he said, I'd rather for you to do it the way God intended. I'd rather for you to be married to that individual. Because the marriage bed is under five. So if you got to get you some, if you're not content with being single, you're not content with that, and you've got all these urges inside you, that these hormones are jumping all over the place, then, then Paul will say, look, okay, go ahead on and get married. I'd rather for you to be married than to burn with all that passion. But I want to ask you to go back and look before you leap and discover where is this passion coming from. It could be because of what you're feeding yourself on. You're watching porn. You're watching all this crazy stuff out there. Then that lust will get inside of you. That spirit will get inside of you. Next thing you know, you want to be with somebody because of what you saw. And these are not even your emotions because you know you don't even like them. You just want to see what they were like. You heard something about it. Now you want to sample the fruit. mm mm-hmm. Yep. Why, why y'all so quiet? What's wrong? Y'all going to be okay? Ain't nobody hungry. Everybody's sweating. Is it hot? You okay? Can you control yourself? If you're a single person out there, and you're okay, you ain't, you know what, You can go. You, all you need is some companions. You just need some people that you can go out, and y'all can kick it together, go to the ball game together, go to McDonald's or Burger King and come home. And you're content with that. I'm happy with that. If you're that type of single, then let me help you. But if you're that type of single that, you know what, I, I you know, I, 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 I just got to, I need to help you surely with that. one. Because the Bible said all the way you can do this, and God be happy with it, is that you be married. There ain't no free shots out there. Why? Because you are putting your body in a dangerous situation. The Bible says when you have fornication, you sin against your own body. The very thing that you're trying to satisfy is going to turn on you. That's scripture. So, Pastor, can you give me a definition or some kind of comparison between the single life and the married life and what that focus should be? Sure, I can. I can give it to you based on the word.
0: Come on. The single life versus the married life. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him.
1: Now we're getting deeper into how to live a single life. The single life is designed for a single person to have a single mindset for God. Pastor, that's why I don't want to be single. Okay, well, while you are single, I want you to take advantage of this, and you need to be able to try to figure out what can I do to make God happy, more so than what I can do to make my friends or my friend happy. You get off because the world has come in and told you that definition of a single life, and that's the only definition you got. I'm trying now to give you some truth to override that definition of what the world gave you for single life. The single life is not you out there party and going to every club and going to every strip joint. That is not the definition of a single life. That is not God's definition. And this world has gotten so far away from God that we don't shine no light on no truth from God. All right. So, a single person, unmarried man, mankind woman can spend their time doing the Lord's work and
0: thinking on how to please God. If you like to learn more about the repairs of the Breach Ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587, 24587. Thank you for listening and may God bless you.